Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to have to flee your own country, spend days or weeks in a leaky boat on dangerous rolling seas, and then arrive in a new country where you are terrorised even more? Well, that's the life confronting millions of people in this world who have no choice but to seek asylum. All these people want is a fair go, but here in Australia, our government, in our name, treats these desperate people with cruelty and inhumanity. Here at 3CR, we aim to give these people a voice, a chance to speak out and let you know that they are just like us, people with hopes and aspirations, people who deserve to be treated as we would expect to be treated if we found ourselves in this position. Refugee Radio is the voice of refugees. It's hard to go on living when your future is denied. Good day and welcome to Refugee Radio. I'm your host, Celine Yap, um, and I'm here with my co-host, Reza Yaramadi, um, and also with this lovely lady, Yetta, um, who's the acting executive director for Squeaky Wheel. Um, Squeaky Wheel is an organization um, that provides bikes t- um, to refugees and also um, training. Um, like I think they, they teach them how to ride bikes, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, anyway, we'll be speaking to them a bit later, um, but we'll just cover some news in the meantime. Australia has been accused by an international human rights organisation of violating international law through its hardline immigration policies. In its annual report released this week, Amnesty International named Australia as one of the countries in the Asia-Pacific violating international law by forcibly returning people to countries where they would face a real risk of serious violations. Citing an ongoing harsh approach towards refugees and asylum seekers, the report also highlighted the allegation of rape and sexual assault in Nauru's offshore processing centre. In March, the government released an independent review of the Nauru Centre, which documented allegations of rape and sexual assault, including of children as well as cases of harassment and physical assault, it stated. The Australian government accepted all of the recommendations, but despite this, in in August, a Senate, rep- Senate report stated conditions were not adequate, appropriate or safe. It also mentioned the opening of the centre had led to numerous human rights abuse, the lack of, ch- of child protection framework, and the report also cited concerns over prolonged and arbitrary detention on Manus Island. Immigration Minister Peter Dutton has recently defended the government's immigration policies, telling Parliament the measures had stopped the flow of asylum seekers risking their lives at sea. Mr Dutton has also defended offshore processing, saying the government would not be held to ransom on this issue. The recent report comes in the wake of Human Rights Watch's annual report, which urged the federal government to rethink its abusive policies on asylum seekers and refugees. Asylum seeker baby Asha and her family will be returned to Nauru once medical and legal processes are complete, the Turnbull government has vowed. Immigration Minister Pierre Dutton has also ruled out taking up New Zealand's offer to resettle some refugees, saying it would offer a backdoor into Australia. The one-year-old known as Asha came to Australia with her family last month after suffering burns on Nauru. Doctors said they would refuse to release her unless a suitable home was found, prompting protesters to camp outside her Brisbane hospital in support. Asher was released into community detention on Monday morning, but Mr Dutton insists her stay in Australia will be temporary. 
I couldn't be any clearer. Once the medical assistance has been provided and the legal issues resolved, people will go back to Nauru, he said. We are not going to allow people smugglers to get out a message that if you seek assistance in an Australian hospital, that somehow that is your formula to become an Australian citizen. Mr Dutton declined to put a time frame on the family's return, but said arrangements would be made at the right time. Baby Asha has been released into community detention but faces deportation to Nauru. Alternatively, the family could choose to return to their country of origin or accept resettlement in a third country such as Cambodia. The Australian Immigration and Border Protection Department is pulling apart the moral fabric of the country and prolonged attention is state-sanctioned child abuse, the head of the Australia's peak medical body has told a forum in Sydney. Professor Brian Owler, the national president of the Australian Medical Association, delivered the closing address at the AMA Forum on the Health of Asylum Seekers on Sunday. And while his forthright speech was harsh on the Australian government and its treatment of asylum seekers, he rejected calls for a boycott of the system by Australian medical professionals. Owler also gave the organisation support to the health professionals standing against the Australian government in Brisbane by refusing to discharge a baby who had been treated for burns, as we mentioned earlier. A number of doctors and health professionals at the forum added to recent calls for a boycott. A former IHMS health officer said workers were faced with a choice of being complicit in a system which tortured people or of maintaining ethical conduct and risking punishment, including under the Border Force Act. Aller said change must come through public opinion and that provision of medical treatment is not condoning the system. He noted IHMS was already attempting to bypass Australian professionals and hire foreign medical workers. Aller said a boycott would draw good services away from asylum seekers and that he believed doctors and nurses would go anyway. That's what doctors and nurses do. They put their patients first. He added that it was perfectly acceptable for people not to participate in the system if they felt they couldn't, but that a boycott was not the way to achieve change. That's some of the news for this week. And we're going to go to a little break, after which we will be talking to Yeda and Reza Yaramari um, on the organization The Squeaky Wheel. Uh, thanks, Celine. Uh, good morning, listeners. Uh, we have Yeta here from the Squeaky Wheel, uh, and she's going to tell us uh, a little bit about uh, their organization and what's all the organ what's the whole organization about. Uh, good morning, Yeta. Thanks for coming. Good morning, Reza. Thanks for uh, having me. Thank you. Do you want to tell us and our listeners about the uh, your organization, the Squeaky Wheel, and what you guys doing there exactly? Well, for first, Squeaky Wheel is a bicycle advocacy organization so we encourage people to cycle every day yeah. so this is not about um, the sport uh, getting around the bay it is um, for people who ride to work who ride to school who ride socially who ride to go and do their shopping so we encourage everyday riding and we have a main focus on disadvantaged groups in the community and also we encourage women to ride and so there are a whole lot of things we want to achieve with our organization in uh, the community. Uh, is this organization government funded? It is not government funded. We um, 
produce programming and uh, campaigns and training programs funded by different city councils, mostly, funded by individuals. And this is how we um, s support the community with the programming we produce mm. through um, government organizations. Beautiful. Uh, is this just for refugees or refugees and asylum seekers? Uh, because people, asylum seekers are on, on, on bridging visas and refugees are on permanent resident visas. So is that for both of them or just for, for refugees? It's for both of them. It is for people who come from a disadvantaged background. It is for people who um, are new to the country. Um, we, with the bicycles and with the bicycle training, we empower people um, using their bikes as um, very convenient and very affordable means of transport. It is a way for these new arrivals in Australia, for the new people in Melbourne, um, to connect to their communities. And it is uh, a way to support people in their everyday life. Uh, that's that's beautiful. Actually, uh, from my understanding, asylum seekers are uh, their payment from if they have no work right, so yes. probably they don't work. Their payment is, uh, I think, eighty percent of a normal payment. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. If I'm not wrong, it's eighty yeah, percent of uh, someone who is on permanent residence visa. So with that pay. Uh, uh, what I've heard from people is it's very hard for them to uh, pay for my keys to get to their appointments, like with their case managers or, or doctor appointments mm -hmm. or whatever. So, and uh, because I used to work with refugees, so I've seen many of uh, those asylum seekers used to come to uh, our office for their appointments by bike. So, which is you know fantastic. So, because the payment is not enough exactly for them to right, pay. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, it's a uh, good job you guys are doing there. Um, where the idea came from? Who has started this organization? Well, the pilot program, which is what we call the Goodwill program, was kicked off by the City of Melbourne. So they commissioned, City of Melbourne commissioned the Squeaky Wheel to develop a program for disadvantaged uh, communities, for people with a multicultural background, for people who have just arrived in Australia on a bridging visa uh, as an asylum seeker. And um, so in 2013, that was the first time when Squeaky Wheel um, liaised with some stakeholders, got the partners together to develop this program, which is a training program. And initially was a training program for refugees. Um, it is a four weeks training program where we teach asylum seekers to cycle and ride safely in the city, to be able to navigate the city, to be able to use public transport together with their bikes, to be able to learn about Australian road rules, to be able to, well, basically be safe on their bicycles. Uh, and then uh, do you guys provide bikes? So what we do is we're partnering in this program with the City of Melbourne or with uh, city councils. Um, city of Melbourne provides unclaimed bicycles that mm. have been left on poles with everywhere in the City of Melbourne or also bicycles uh, that are provided from um, Victoria Police. They are being fixed up by our partners of the program Good Cycles down in Docklands. So they're fixing up the bicycles, um, they make them roadworthy. We take the bicycles back and hand them over to our participants of the programs, mm -hmm. which are usually between 10 and 12 mm -hmm. per training unit. And on these training bicycles, we deliver the training program over four weeks. And once everyone has, let's say, graduated from the program, they take home their training bicycles. So they take ownership on the bicycles. And also they get 
a free helmet donated by Nutcase. So mm. They get a free lock, they get free lights. Okay. So they get the whole sort of package um, mm-hmm. so they can take home and, yeah, go uh, on with that. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I've got a very important question. How can those people in need, uh, asylum seekers or refugees who need a bike, how can they find you guys? Do they need to go to a specific place to register for this program or...? Mm. So, yeah, Squeaker will have been working with uh, agencies like AIMS, like Asylum Seeker Resource Centre, and we're now trying to connect to other organisations like the Red Cross and um, to be able to let these organisations identify the people, participants who benefit the the best from this programme and they, um, they sort of recruit the people from their clients and and send them to the squeaky wheel and we do like a little induction meeting and tell people what they're going to expect from the program and what's going to happen during the program. We assess the skills because usually the training program, the Goodwill program is for people who have basic cycling skills mm-hmm. but they need to be fit for Melbourne roads. So. Um, this is how we um, get the people, the right participants from, from the pro- for the program. So we are sure that the people we get from Asylum Seeker Resource Centre or AIMS, that the people, our participants, really benefit from the program. So it means they cannot come to you guys just straight. They should be referred through an organisation. That is how it has been working in the past. But of course, people can can, can get in touch with the Squeaky Wheel directly and um, apply to sign up for the program. Um, that that is one opportunity. But what we've been doing so far is just working with um, agencies like uh, Asylum Seeker Resource Center names. Okay. Uh, how can people get involved in this program to help you guys there? Yeah. So we have been working with, um, of course, a couple of trained bicycle coaches Mm -hmm. but we have also encouraged people to come on board as a mentor as a volunteer for the program so for example we have started in 2013 with the goodwill program for refugees but we've been running a couple of other sort of modules of the program of the goodwill program which is for example the spokeswomen program which is um, well the goodwill program that focuses on women and women from a background where in the past they have never been able to cycle to ride a bike for cultural reasons of course and most of these women have either very very basic skills or they don't have any skills at all and a a program a training program with let's say 10 women with no skills requires a lot of hands on deck uh, to support the women to encourage the women to give them you know, they believe they can actually do it because it's a different thing if you teach a four-year-old or a five-year-old to cycle rather than a 50-year-old or a 40-year-old who's never been on a bike. It's such a different way to relate to that new machine and it's actually quite scary to start with. And we encourage women from a completely different background, they may have jobs in a bank or jobs in, in a hospital or whatever, to come on board if they're, uh, ideally they're dedicated cyclists and they love, um, you know, cycling every day and do that themselves. So to come on board and take, you be, become a mentor or a friend of one of these women mm-hmm. and guide them to the whole uh, learn how to ride a bike process. 
Uh, just to mention, you said it's very scary uh, to start riding a bike if you never had a bike. Uh, we had interesting interview a couple of weeks ago. I've interviewed uh, uh, an asylum seeker who came from Afghanistan and he never had a bike back home in Afghanistan, never mm-hmm. ever. And then uh, the first time he rode a bike was uh, his trip from Melbourne to Canberra to the House of Representatives, take petitions with him. It was, oh, it was wow. just that's unbelievable. Cool. That's <laughs> wonderful. Mm. Uh, as someone uh, who, who uh, helps refugees and asylum seekers, mm-hmm. uh, any personal thoughts on the refugee issues? What, what do you think about the government policies towards refugees? Oh, we could add another three hours <laughs> talking about this issue. Um, I'm from Germany, and um, the refugee topic is huge in my country. So it is th- so huge that I haven't really been paying attention what's going on in Australia, if I, um, to be honest. Um, I think it is a global crisis, what we're experiencing here. Um, it is a huge, well, the, the crisis in, in Europe is, is, is huge, as you all know. And um, I think we all have a responsibility. Yeah? So each well, of us here has a responsibility. We're very privileged sitting here and probably having a cup of coffee in half an hour. And this is, um, yeah, what I believe in is that we need to help our well other people in in this world who are less privileged we have to support them exactly. wherever we are yeah we have responsibilities for, uh through uh regardless of you know their skin color or language or where they come from they're all uh, our fellow human beings and we we definitely have responsibilities uh, uh the other question is uh how can uh, people sign up to volunteering oh they should definitely get in touch with a squeaky wheel so just please, everyone, check out our website. Um, see what's on, what we have on the agenda for um, the upcoming months, which is March. We have at the moment three different goodwill programs happening. So we're what we're doing right now. We're working with kids at risk with a, mm-hmm. a, a St Joseph Flexible Learning Center. Um, this is a five weeks program for kids from um, this flexible learning centre in North Melbourne. We're working. We've been working with the kids from the Huddle at the North Melbourne Football Club. That's a mixed group of young people uh, from the Huddle from the North Melbourne community, and we've been working with um, asylum seekers from. Well, as I just um, was talking about um, Ames and the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre, but we will just kick off our first program funded by the city of Yarra um, in April. So this is coming up and I can just invite everyone to keep posted what's happening on our website and also get in touch, maybe send an email to us um, about getting involved in the future and future programs. That would be wonderful. Uh, you just mentioned, uh, you just said AIMS and uh, ASRC. Can they go to other organizations like Spectrum Migrant Resource Center or WTLC Community Center or other organizations and ask someone to help them, to refer them to you guys to get a bike and, and be involved in that program? Is it possible or it needs to be through AIMS and ASRC? It definitely doesn't have to be 
through these two organizations. Um, what we need to do in the future is liaise with all of these different organizations that more and more people find out about what we're doing. So far, we have been running the program within the boundaries of City of Melbourne. We, the, what we're aiming to is to go beyond those borders and run these programs in different communities. And the more, and I'm here to talk about this program, hopefully more people find out about the program and then tr start cooperating with the squeaky wheel to refer these um, people in need to the program so we can, you know, even maybe deliver more programs in the future and get more people involved from different organisations. How did you get involved in that organisation? Oh, wow. That's a long story. So I moved to Australia the first time in 2010 and uh, my background is actually filmmaking. And, yeah, I was um, struggling a little bit to find meaningful work around here and um, cycling has always been uh, a passion I've I'm a dedicated cyclist every day I'm, I'm not in in Lycra nothing but I, <laughs> I cycle to work and I'm um, I just enjoy riding I'm gonna go on a ride with my partner in the afternoon so this is something enjoy I really it. enjoy doing and if I can help um, a little bit of a, it. I have the feeling it is like a cultural change, a lifestyle change. This is happening at the moment in in Melbourne. If and I feel quite excited and very um, happy about being um, involved in all of that and get more people onto bicycles because, and in particular, uh, uh, asylum seekers. They are have horrible stories, and they and mm -hmm. what we all have together, you know, have in common is that. Every now and then everyone is homesick mm -hmm. and I was homesick. And what really helped me was cycling, riding. It's so good for your mental I'm health. I'm still homesick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but get on your bike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. Yeah, I've got a bike one actually and come to you guys to get uh, training. <laughs> oh, that would be wonderful. We'll teach you some rules. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thanks for your time. Uh, it was a very interesting interview and uh, I hope uh, lots of asylum seekers and refugees uh, were listening to us and now they can uh, they found out how to get uh, training and how to get a bike from you guys. Uh, thanks for your time. Thank you very much for all you do and, and your, your other colleagues in your organization. Uh, thanks, listener. Welcome to Refugee Radio, 855 AM, 3CR.